of my take on it my name is augustine and i'm your solo host for the my take on it podcast very excited we are now on episode four what what <laughs> like four months later but you know all good things take time and them things there um so yeah i'm bringing you the fourth episode today i am really excited i don't know if that's the word to use but yeah, like, this is something I've really been wanting to talk about. But sometimes I find it hard to streamline my thoughts. So I'll be talking to myself, like, in the shower for 10 minutes. And I'll be talking to myself when I'm cooking for 10 minutes. And, you know, these ideas are coming together. But then to actually sit down and do a 30, 25-minute podcast and say things in chronological order and in a understandable sequence where it's not just, you know, me talking to myself in my head make it clear enough so that you guys can understand what I'm saying. It is hard sometimes, so a load of times I'll start recording an episode and I'll just do the intro or I'll just make a point and I'm just not feeling it's flowing. But for this particular subject, it was the total opposite. So I sat down and I spoke about it and I ended up just doing like a rant, which at first it was good because, you know, I like to give you guys raw emotion. So the first 10 minutes of the run, I was like, yeah. And then it was like 15 minute run. And I was like, yeah. And then like the whole episode just, just turned into a run. It was factual still. Don't get me wrong. You know, I don't play. But that's just not how I wanted to put myself across on the podcast. I wanted everything to be sophisticated, no matter like what emotion I'm feeling, no matter how intense, you know, because I don't want anyone to use the angry black girl narrative. And also... I just think people receive you better um, when you are sort of level-headed. I got into an argument with someone, actually. Oh, I got into an argument with someone online on Instagram. Because what did they say? Actually, should I save this for the podcast? I don't know. But anyway, someone made a very stupid remark. And then I, you know, was a bit like, what the hell about it? Actually, no, not even. It was one of those people, you know, those people that instigate online and they're like, oh, you're mad. Yeah, I fell into that trap. Never fall into that trap, guys. Always keep it cool. And then he was like, I recommend anger management for you and all of this. Obviously, it was just an online troll. He didn't even have any pictures or anything. But I was just like, you recommend what to me, man? No, I'm joking, but... Um, yeah, that, that sort of completely... Was that beside the point? No, that was the point. So I want to conduct myself in a way that will be received openly. And I don't want to come across angry, even though what I'm about to talk about, it does make me angry and it does make me upset and it does make me want to just shake people and be like, why can no one see that this is happening? But um, everyone doesn't share the same views as me which is one of the reasons why I'm on this podcast, sharing my views. And in life, you have to accept that because if you try and change everyone's mind, you're going to lose your own. So I've just had to learn to believe what I believe, but not in an ignorant way. To read the facts, form a belief and stand by it until something worthy sways me. Um, stand by it but don't look to change people's mind because listen in the world some people are so ignorant it is unbelievable and you'll find out when I get more into this episode yeah guys so today I wanted to bring you 
well, I wanted to talk to you about UK policing, but also about what I think are the biggest flaws in the police system. And I was thinking about this the other day, and I just thought, with what I'm thinking, why are the police getting more powers? And you'll understand what I'm talking about. So, if you didn't know, the idea of the... How can I put this? So, basically, the idea of people needing to be governed came about because of original sin. So, the idea of original sin... Uh, you know, Adam and Eve, God gave them everything, said don't touch this one apple on the tree. And still, <laughs> Eve and her raggedy ass, um, no, I'm joking, still Eve went to eat that apple. So what this said to people at the time, uh, and you need to remember, like, England used to be very religious. Um, so what it said to people at the time was that humans have this predisposition to do wrong. So it is, their nature is tainted. Like, that's almost what they sort of want, what they want to do. If you put a human in a position to do wrong for their personal gain or for this reason or that reason, they will do it. Please keep what I'm saying in mind because it's so important. So then you had, obviously, the government come about and then you had um, policing come about. But I did see, actually, that one of the origins of policing was to uphold the white aristocrats and also to look after land but yeah there we go so that was the idea you know we need people to look after us okay cool my thing then is if all human beings have this predisposition to do wrong so if all human beings would choose to do wrong why are you giving other human beings an almost unlimited amount of power over them. It's just such a flawed theory. So you're saying, okay, everyone does wrong, so we're going to give a small number of people power to do what they want. Well, why would you not just assume that they're going to do wrong? What almost just blows my mind is how we almost regard police as these neutral pieces of artificial intelligence who have no loyalty to nothing, have no, you know, predispositions, have no beliefs from their bringing up, who were just, poof, born into the air to protect and serve. That is so far removed from the truth. When we talk about police misconduct, people seem to think it's like, you know what I hate when people when people say there's only a few bad apples. Is there only a few bad apples in the world? I mean, even when we speak of police misconduct, we are just talking about the bad in civilization, if you will. I'm not even sure what to call it. The bad in us civilians that the police are doing. That's all police misconduct is. It's not no extra stuff. It's just improper conduct, but the police is doing it. I just, I just don't understand why we don't count them as human beings. Because that's, that's all they are. They're human beings, like I said, with predisposition, with stereotypes, with their own opinions... 
And then you put these sorts of people in a position, so you place them in the police force and you give them an unprecedented amount of power over people. What do you think they're going to do? Of course, in their human nature, they're going to use their power to their advantage nine times out of ten in what way they see fit and if we're going back to the origins of sin then that means they're going to be using that to do wrong and this has been proven time and time again why we put police on a pedestal i just don't understand i'm going to read to you a part of a document that um foi released and it's a definition of policing by consent And it says here that in point seven, police are the public and that the public are the police. The police being only members of the public who are paid to give full attention to duties which are incumbent on every citizen in the interest of community welfare and existence. So even, and this is on the the gov.uk website. So even here, it basically says the police is one with the public. The only difference between you and PC Todd is that he is getting paid. That's, that's what this report says. Nothing else, no other differences. So may I ask this question? And it may be a very stupid question, but may I ask if these people are just like the public who commit crime, who commit fraud, who commit rapes, who commit murders, who have stereotypes, who are paedophiles, who steal. If you're just like the people that you're supposed to be keeping us safe from, and you have to be because you're just people, you are just people. How many murderers have people said, oh, I grew up with him, I didn't know he was like that? Or how many criminals do people not suspect? So it's not even about anything of their character having to show through. No, you could be a police, pass all the training. As we have seen, I don't know why I'm talking like this is theoretical. As we have seen and still just be human. I don't know what else to say. Still have that malice in you, still have that evil in you. And what the law is doing is enabling you to use your job to promote your own agenda. Simple as... The law is literally giving the green light for this because it wants to keep increasing police power even though these people are just as flawed as you and me. It makes no sense. And you hold them up as being these these role models, these... Listen, they're really, really, really not. They're just doing a job. They are just doing a job. And I think we need to bring police back down to being level-headed. I mean, when people tell me, oh, you're lucky that they're... No, I'm not. He's doing that job to feed his family. He's doing that job probably because he was bullied in school and wants to take some anger out on people. He's doing that job... Like, why Why am I lucky? Like, by no means am I saying to, <laughs> to disrespect the police, but I'm saying I have much as much respect for a police officer as I have for a store worker, as I have for a cleaner, as I have for a waitress. Nothing else. I think the reason why this country wants to green light forceful policing or arbitrary policing is because, one, they agree with the main messages that these polices are carrying out, messages of racism, 
I mean, we've got it here, the Stephen Lawrence case, messages of misogyny, the Sarah Evergard case. So either they're pretending to us that, oh, this is so wrong, and they actually favour what's happening, or two, which it wouldn't be a surprise looking at this country's history at all, they just love violence and restricting rights and freedoms of people. To bring your attention to an article that I read on The Guardian, um, this was from 2011 in the riots, and this was about a young man from Manchester describing his arrest, and um, it it's the perfect example. I'm not sure about white people because I'm, I'm not white, I can't speak about your experience. Not even minorities. For a black person, this is the perfect example of what I was speaking about. This young man was at the protests and he said, while he was there, he saw a man getting, and I quote, absolutely battered by the police. I started shouting at them, scum, get off him. Next thing, I was getting my face slammed against the window, handcuffs put on me and I got thrown in the back of a police van. He said, they dragged me on the police floor and I don't remember much of it because it was terrifying. They proper batted me and they were laughing at me. These are people who are better than everyone else. They're just carrying out a job. They don't have their own agenda. Um, They certainly, they certainly don't take their bad days out on people. No, it, it really doesn't look like it. And he said, when they say to you, stop resisting arrest, this is what I was talking about before. And they use certain scripts that they know and they absolutely manipulate it to create this version of events which makes them look heroic. Basically, to carry out their own agenda. Said, and I quote, you can't stop resisting because of the way they're holding you. You feel like they're breaking your arm. You're not resisting arrest. You're just stopping them from hurting you. He said, I felt screwed. I ended up in a courtroom, having not slept, not eaten, having no idea what the hell was going on. 11 o'clock at night, low depressed, looking at me like I was some sort of idiot. And all I was allowed to say was my name. I was so angry because no matter what happens in my whole entire life, I am guilty of what happened there. As a result of these events, he said, and I quote, I was in prison for just under nine weeks. By the time I was in prison, I couldn't really get my head around any of it. He goes on to say, I think gangs had something to do with it, but I also think the police are probably the biggest gang in the world. I've always thought they were absolute scumbags. It's just made me realise what kind of scumbags they actually are. So because the police didn't like that um, someone called them scum for whatever reason, I don't care if he called you an arsehole. I don't care if he called you a C-U-N-T. How can saying a word to someone lead to nine weeks in jail? I'm not talking about a discriminative word. I'm not talking about a misogynistic word. I'm not talking about... I'm talking about a mean word, a cuss word. So saying a cuss word to the police, because they had a bad day, they decided to prosecute it to get him nine weeks in jail. Disgusting! People are the animal objects, so we can make the law as not racist as we want. It's not doing anything. It's just written. But if the people who are reading between the lines, if the judges who are bringing justice or injustice at this point, if the officers who are arresting people, 
And if we keep increasing their power, we're giving them power to do, frankly, what they want. So it doesn't matter when people say to me, oh, of course the UK, well, of course the bloody UK law's not racist. But the people are. And I think that is what constitutes as institutional racist that a lot of people can't seem to get their head around. Because like I said, they're looking for racism in the law, which you won't find. But if you look in the live objects, if you look in the people responsible for making the law work, for turning the wheels of the law, of course you find deep... You can't not find racism because it's in people. Do you know what I mean? The police are only people. You can't not find paedophiles because people are. You can't not find evil, hatred... You can't not find the worst of things because that is what you do in people. So why do we overlook it when it comes to people with a bit of training in a green vest? I do not understand. So I now want to share something with you that's quite important. So in 1999, the McPherson report found that the Metropolitan Police were institutionally racist and that they failed to give the appropriate service to some groups in society because of their colour, culture or ethnicity. This was... Because people like to say, oh, you know, let all the race talk go. This was in my parents' lifetime. This was in my life, not in, I'm not that old, Um, this was a year before my lifetime, so anyone that's 22, this is in your lifetime, this is how far back we're going when we speak about racism, this is how far, you know, for all these people, like, let it go, this is how far back, and this was quite a landmark, because yes, I'm sure the Met had had allegations of racism, but this was the first time someone that they class as credible would hold them to account for their institutional racism well and by account i mean where they had to do something it's not just a black guy making a report and they can sweep it under the rug it's like okay this is the result of an inquiry so back to what i was saying about you know human beings are a product of how they're brought up what they learn their environment blah blah, blah. you can look into the psychology of that stuff but we all know that your upbringing has a part um so so if we just really dumb it down 22 years ago these people who were and they found the institution to be racist right so this must have been a staggering amount of people like i'm saying i reckon whatever proportion of issues we have in the outside world we have in the police force you might just have not uncovered it yet i always say a criminal is someone with a record it's not someone who does a crime Keep that in mind. Um, Anyway, so yeah. So 22 years, like I said, I keep going back and forth, but you're looking at most of them still being alive. You're looking at them being people's grandparents who are probably now in the force, them being people's great-grandparents who are now in the force, them being people's sons who are now in the force, people's daughters who are now... There's no way you can tell me... And I mean, the the actual history of racism goes back, like, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds, to what white people will... Well, I'm not going to blame them, to when it was 
documented at least it goes back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds so that's generations and generations and generations and generations of built up stereotype and predisposition that the police really think is going to go away in how much training six months of training like really really like that's just poof meant to to go away what there's just a multitude of things that you can so easily look at and realise it doesn't make sense to keep increasing police powers, especially the individual powers of the police. It just doesn't make any sense at all. People seem to be really upset that we're still talking about the Stephen Lawrence inquiry, which I think is just disgusting. I mean, I saw this old white... What's, what was he, a theorist? I don't even know what they call him, but he was just on YouTube and he was talking about how, you know, why did the Stephen Lawrence case blow up? It was because he was black, murdered by a gang of white youths and da-da-da. See, then he put a list of all, um, all other black people that had been murdered by white youths and white youths that had been murdered by blah-blah-blah and blah-blah-blah. And I just thought... What an idiot. That's not why the case is famous. The case is famous is because even though his killers were named several times and there was several evidence and the police did not want to bring his killers to justice for 18 years. It took his mother 18 years relentlessly to try and bring justice to his killers. And this is obviously, boy, um, sorry, this obviously boiled down to the institutional racism that we now know. But that is why the case is famous because it highlights corruption inside the Met. It's not a colour thing. See, this is the thing with white people. When it is a colour thing, they don't want to make it a colour thing. When it's not a colour thing, they want to make it a colour thing. It's like, what's going on here? I had someone, I think I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, but I had someone say to me, well, they put it on a post and obviously I had to reply. So I was on Candice Owens' Instagram and someone must have commented something like, Candice, what do you think of the intelligence gap and um, not to be racist, but that white people are smarter and blah, 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 blah. And I, I just, like, I literally just commented, not thinking much of it, like, if you believe that you are a lost cause. Then the person's going to say to me, people like you, something about I'm living in la-la land. And no, actually, I skipped the conversation. What did I say? I said, I bet those indicators of intelligence were to Western standards, and I bet the tests were carried out by white people. That was not being racist. Those things matter. If you're judging a fish on its ability to climb a tree, you're not going to think it's intelligent. That's the Western standard. And also, who took the test? Because we know some people have a history of not liking other colours. I'm not going to make this too much about race, because it is about the police, but... I just wanted to show you, like, the ignorant people that we're living amongst today. Like, I know this was an adult because of the sophisticated language, but it was just still the, the stupidity. The sophistication could not cover the stupidity. There was no way. So I've just said that to him, and he, and he goes, here you go, playing a race card. No sort of substantial nothing, just race card. So I'm like, okay, like, as if those two things don't matter. Do you know what I mean? As if... So I'm just like, okay, blah, blah, blah. And then um, he's just ended up trying to argue with me by basically saying black people never want to believe that their, what's it called? They basically, their intelligence is lower. And I just said, do you know where the origins of the intelligence debate came from? Like it was white people that said that so that they could make us feel like we were stupid, couldn't take care of ourselves and that they needed to come and civilize us. That's where the idea came from so that they could just feel better about themselves. And for two, 
people never seem to talk about we we have this idea of every action has a reaction and everything apart from slavery when it's slavery we need to get over it no one ever wants to look at the long-term effects that holding a certain race like suffocating their development for hundreds of years what effect that can have on them in the present day no one ever wants to look at that it's just stop playing the race card stop playing the race card so I brought that up to him and then he was like oh um because I, I said like no one ever seems to mention how fine these countries were before you intervened and I knew that any tests that were done about intelligence would have been done post the time of the intelligence debate right so after white people just wanted to manipulate us so I didn't I didn't trust nothing and that probably would have been after colonialism after slavery you want me to trust them findings come on that's what I wanted to say and then oh he was like you're African because I don't know why he thought I was African-American probably because he was in America and he saw that I was black there you go judgment um he was like you're African-American and you don't know nothing about Africa like Africa was nothing but territories that's why like white people decided to come I said no white people sat amongst themselves said Africa wasn't civilized and that it was territories you never consulted them and then you went there and did your business so don't tell me it was territories when you perceived it to be territories and again our civilization is civilization to us not everyone wants to live our way i said that to him and oh all hell hell broke loose and now i'm angry and now i'm and i just thought you just need to laugh at some people because that's the level of ignorance that we're battling with in the real world and just to show you if there's people that think like that in the real world why why on earth wouldn't there be people a multitude of people that think like that in the police force come on because you train them for a bit because they tick the box on some diversity training if you see uk police the power is getting to their head and you know what i don't even blame them because again that's human nature you're let you're basically saying to these people you are better than these people you can do what they want giving them a green light that is what you're saying so of course they're going to carry out every mal intention that they want to when we look at the sarah everard case and it is it is really a sad case to look at because you see someone that was so vulnerable but that's but but that's how you're you're made to be to the police if you try and tell them your rights they act like whoa 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 wait there what are you doing or like you're being lippy or like it's like they just want domination of you from the get-go like just watching her being cornered in the car it was just gut-wrenching because that's just life with officers whether he was gonna hurt her or he wasn't he had ultimate control over her in that moment and that is how the law has made it and it's disgusting because they're just people carrying out a job it's the killer's name wayne cousin his story is not phenomenal he did what a lot of killers do a large chunk of serial killers that i've watched of killers that i've watched crime with passion whatever it is it's older white men killing around that age he looks like your typical suspect but because he works for the because he chose to work for the police and because we should now put him on a pedestal no or he can now do no wrong or no or we should now regard him highly doesn't this just sound so stupid read to you guys the victim impact statement that sarah everard's mother wrote so 
I'm just going to read to you guys what she said here. It's just a small section of it. She spent her last hours on this earth with the very worst of humanity. She lost her life because Wayne Cousins wanted to satisfy his perverted desires. It's a ridiculous reason. It's nonsensical. How could he value a human life so cheaply? I can't comprehend it. I am incandescent with rage at the thought of it. He treated my daughter as if she was nothing and disposed of her as if she was rubbish. That's where I'm going to end the quote, but I just want you to get the image of the monster who was wearing a vest, who was put in charge of protecting and serving people. He turned out to be just as evil as the so-called criminals that he was meant to be taking off our streets and protecting us from. Now, even the judge said that Sarah was a wholly blameless victim. So she literally did nothing wrong. She was completely not at fault. Yet he says the actions that were done to her were grotesquely executed crimes. Blameless. She didn't do nothing. And this is what a police officer did to her. And we're meant to have the utmost respect for police. We're meant to think that police are just our saviours and that they do no wrong. We're meant to think that an institution that has these kinds of people, and again, these kinds of people are everywhere in the world, but an institution that puts vests on these kinds of people and a six-week training or however much training they do, is suddenly able to create the idle human who does no wrong and who's always in the right and who would never lie and who would never carry out anything racist or who would never have malicious intent or who would never send anyone to prison just because these are the people that the state gives power to. And I just want you to really think about that. I don't call anyone to disrespect the police, but I do not think the law's stance on having these people like stars in the sky that deserve all the praise and I will never, ever, 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 ever feel that way. You can call it not having respect for the law. I call it I actually do call it having respect for the law and some common sense. I don't think that to be a respectful citizen, you need to be dogmatic and just, you know, just follow everything that's said no. And again, I don't think you should disrespect police officers, but they're just people. And I think for just people, the law has given them way too much power that has gone straight to their heads. And I honestly think, like, after that situation, shame on the UK police force, shame on who policing, just shame on whoever is in charge for still wanting to increase the individual power of officers. It's like you're just seeing nothing that's going on. Absolutely nothing. And then what are they saying? Wait till... They're saying, if you feel uncomfortable around an officer, wait to flag down the bus or something. Like... Come on, come on. What buses that come every 15, 30 minutes? It's like, instead of doing what they're supposed to, instead of putting a check 
on their powers. They'd rather just let them run around headlessly and then deal with the consequences after. There doesn't seem to be any regard for the public, even though the police is meant to be the public and the public is meant to be the police. (sighs) Something else very important that the um, policeman with consent said was that public approval of their existence, actions and behaviour. And the police must secure and maintain public respect. I don't know if I've met one respectful police officer at all. They just give me arrogant, I'm the powerful one here vibes. And they know I was challenging like a ticket or something and they were like, oh, well, you know, your word against mine in court. And that just literally tells you all you need to know. Why would you be believed over me when you're just as liable to be lying as I am? Well, no, because the law thinks that they're superior and that they're above all and that they're above mistakes. Well, law, that's how we're going to keep ending up with police abuse of powers and police misconduct because you don't want to check them. Like, it's just funny. They want to check every human being except for the ones that they should be, except for themselves. It's really funny. Um, So as you can see from what I read, we're totally moving away from police and with consent. We are, I don't know where the future of police is going and you know what it's not like i don't think we're gonna regret actually i don't know i was gonna say i don't know i don't think we're gonna regress and be outwardly violent but that's what's more dangerous i think what people are starting to do rather than be outwardly racist rather than hit you because you're black or or say nigger they'll they'll use micro pro aggressive behavior micro racist behavior to get away with it and they will it's not a nice time to be living in the UK. It doesn't feel nice. I don't feel like the police are protecting me. I don't, not at all. I don't feel sided with the police. I think, like someone rightly said, I think it was the McFergus inquiry that said, police need to lower their head a bit. Like, be a bit humble. Public servants. I think they should be crossing old ladies down the streets. I think a few of them should do lollipop men. I think a few of them should... Well, they closed down all the youth clubs. I think a few of them should be at youth clubs. I think that's what they should do. Because it says, even says in the report, policing is about results. Not just about going there and being like, hoo-ha, I'm the police. Get to the cause of things and start solving it. But they don't want to do that because it's less interesting. Took the final what what do people say? The final biscuit. They found traces of class A drugs in the Houses of Parliament. And in the same breath, Parliament said, or Boris said, we're gonna start taking away teenagers' passports who are found doing drugs on the weekend at the club. I just thought the law is just absolutely finished. I don't know. Not the law, sorry, but people orchestrating us are just far removed. It's like, let's implement all of this for you guys and close our eyes to us. How can it be published that there's class A drugs, traces of it being found in the Houses of Common and you don't feel like you need to drug test everyone? I mean, I'm pretty sure 90% of them would fail, but you, you feel no obligation. Like, that was just swept under the rug. I know actually let me just i'm not even gonna come out here and say nothing crazy as for boris someone said he looks freshly electrocuted yeah and then you want to go and pretend that you're now gonna go implement the law and strengthen the law no no you should really start from the top down 
And I think as long as the police feel like they're above the law and as long as the police don't realise they are just human beings, someone needs to have this exact talk with them at training. Because I don't know what, they'd be telling them at training, yeah, you can know. Sit them down and tell them at training, you're just a human being. You're here to serve and protect. Give them a nice long speech. Make them humble. Bring them down to earth. Because this stuff isn't okay. And if, like I said, because of human nature, they're always going to be tainted, you need to take their power away from them. You can't keep giving. I don't I don't even want to call them evil, but it's like, that's really what the police are becoming. They're becoming just a gang of bullies. Like, when I see the police straight away, I see someone who's having a bad day and who's just wants to take it out how they can. That's the first impression they give me. Like, I just want to be mad at something. And you thought, no one, there's, there's no one that sort of take police misconduct seriously. How's that feel? Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> it's a big shame. It's a big shame. Because just the same way criminals are ruining lives, these people, again, these humans, are also ruining people's lives. I mean, a news reporter rightly said to the police commissioner, Cressida Dick, they said to her, how do you think a black male feels repeatedly being targeted and stopped and searched time and time and time and time again? What effect do you think psychologically that has on someone? And she's saying here, well, I'm sure black men can appreciate that. No, no regard to the question. They have no regard to how psychologically that can make someone feel from the offset, like, I'm the public enemy. What that can do for them growing up. And people need to stop this stupid thing of, oh, stops and searches are random. As long as a police officer has eyes, it's it's not random. It's because I'm black. It's because I'm black in this jacket. It's because I'm black and looking a certain way. Because they love saying suspicious, yes. I think our skin colour is just suspicious to them. Like, yeah, because you look... Don't say it's random. Random is you closing your eyes and picking up a, a shirt in the lineup. That's random. Random is a computer picking a number from 1 to 100. As long as your eyes work, it is not random. And as long as your ears can hear, it is not random. Because people will make assumptions on anything. So a, a stop and search can never be random. So eliminate that excuse. Like, no. <sighs> And then you've just got these middle-aged white guys who don't like black boys just being allowed to harass. That's what that is, harassment. Harassment of a pretty label, stop and search. Able to harass and then again and again and again and again and again and, again, and you expect them not to retaliate. And for all the people that are like, what do you expect them to do? Like I said, get to the root cause of the problem. This stabbing culture is only really a thing that happens in westernised cultures. So why is that? I never heard my mum tell me someone in, in Congo got stabbed or that it was a stabbing epidemic. So really, you need to get to the root cause of that. that should really be something that you want to do. That is true crime prevention. Not going out there with your big bossy hoo-hahs, stopping who you want. And then, oh yeah, we're just going to, you know, scoff down some sausage rolls and go and stop some more. That's, that's not policing. When you yourselves are... Oh my gosh. And this is not something that can be fixed because it's so deeply rooted. This country's history is evil. So how can the people not be? That's all they know. That's all you've showed them. You want to acquire? 
you steal, you want to acquire, you hurt, you want to acquire, you rape, you want to acquire, you torture. So how are the people not going to be like that? Racism is at the heart of this country, making people of colour suffer for your gain. Just the origin of sin is is the blooming origins of this country, is at the heart of this country. Do you know what I mean? So how will the people not be, how will the justice system not be infiltrated by people like this? An article published in 2022 this year said, very correctly, the Met isn't equipped to tackle racism. Because it's not. I don't think the, the Met can tackle anything that's fundamentally flawed. As much as you think we're going to put them in a recruitment process, as much as you can't stop people being who they're going to be. And I think a lot of police officers are just using the police to, to carry out their own agendas for personal gain. That is honestly how I see it. I think they might be, just like in the real world, maybe 1% or 0.5% of people that are actually like, you know the people like, yeah, I join the police to, what do they always say? I join the police to help people. I think there's like 1% of people that are like that because there's 1% of people in real life that are like that. So what did we think? All the all the, the sweetest people in the world just flock to the police. No. That thing is absolutely infiltrated. We're, we're so far from ever getting justice. Unless you're... I wouldn't even say why. I don't even know. The whole... Uh, we're just so far from getting justice in this country. This country is so far from understanding what justice means. I think this country is so far from wanting to implement justice. I'm not the only person that thinks like this. And yeah, I just think it's I just think it's a shame. I just think it's a shame that we keep giving humans who called who are called police officers the right to do whatever they want. Anyway, it's been quite a long one today, but that is everything that I wanted to say on that matter. I know it was a bit about everything. It was a bit about policing. It was a bit about racism. It was a bit about um, sexism, misogyny, individual and institutional racism. Um, but to be honest, I I just wanted to come here and say a bit more eloquently because, gosh, I, I kind of do want to post my rant, though, because it is raw and it is... I don't know, I might make that, like, a, a part two, how I really feel. But, um, yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening today. That is all. Please check me out on the My Take On It podcast. Um, at... Why, can I, why do I always forget what that word is? The My Take On It podcast at on Instagram. Podcast is spelled P-D-C-A-S. And also my own Insta, which is Augie K A U G Y K A Y. Period. I want to interact with you guys. I don't just want to talk at you. I want to hear how you guys think, and I want that to cultivate my next podcast as well. And yeah, I want everything that I do to also have you guys in mind. Remember, this is purposeful. If there's anything that you want me to talk about, um, read into, look at, please, please, please let me know. Please leave a like on whatever platform you're watching. I would appreciate it. And make sure you guys are taking care of yourselves and I'll see you in two weeks in the next episode. Bye.